Good morning. This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis speaking, bringing you another old-time, old-fashioned gospel message we call the old Trailblazer broadcast. Remember, my mailing address is Radio Missions, Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. We're bringing you a series of studies now, have been, on this subject, Satan, the God of this world, and we've been looking at the first, uh, about the rise of the Antichrist in our last message or two. And uh, we, we've gotten down pretty far into that study, and uh, we, th- we was thinking about and speaking about how, hot, how God hates this religious hypocrisy, this empty professionalism that we have on the scene today. As we near the closing days uh, of, of, of these years that we come into, folks just uh, uh, always uh, having parties and those things and dishonoring the name of our blessed Lord. We're not going to go into that. But listen, listen, as I said in our last study, the Lord sees so much of this shallowness and all. He says, I'll spew you out of my mouth, my friend. It's sickening. It's the spirit of Antichrist. Nowhere in God's word are we told to celebrate all of those things that the religious world celebrates today, the the, the, uh, birthday of Christ and the Easter days and all of those things. But listen, we are asked or requested to give thanks for the Lord for his death. The Antichrist hatred against God's people will know no end. Listen now, you and I may think that after we suffer persecution at the hands of these unsaved religionists who will go any length that the law will allow them to discredit our testimony without killing us, but all the persecution that you and I suffer today is just child's play in comparison to the persecution that the born-again believer will have to face under the reign of the Antichrist. Now, my friend, I won't be here. Are you going to be here? I've had folks say, well, I'll take my chances during the tribulation period. But there's no chances to be made, my friend. No, listen, listen, listen to Revelation 13:7. And it was given unto him to make war with the saints and to overcome them. And power was given him all over all kindreds and tongues and nations. He will also exercise a strange and mighty power because when he comes on the scene, He will come after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. Then according to Revelation 13, 13, he will do great wonders so that he maketh fire to come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men, deceiveth them that are on the earth by the means of these miracles which he had power to do. You've heard us over this broadcast many times make such statements as this, that Satan has the power to heal, the power to answer prayer, to perform miracles, and he has and he does but note note here that they are called lying wonders the world is being prepared now for such workings of satan in this worldwide healing movement that that's on now we brought you a series of studies recently on uh, uh, faith healing divine healing true and false the bible calls it lying wonders every born again believer sees through it sees the emptiness of it and then you may want to ask me the question how could anyone accept the antichrist and give allegiance to him the bible is very plain telling us why you will find in second in in second thessalonians chapter uh beginning there i believe the second chapter beginning at the ninth verse yes that's where it's at even though even him who's calling is after the working of satan with all power and signs and lying wonders with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved they receive not 
the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause, for this cause, because of this, listen, friend, God shall send them a strong delusion that they should believe a lie. Have you ever seen someone that believed a lie rather than believed the truth? I have. I see folks here uh, in, the, in our neighborhood here in our church uh, in the, on the street people. Some of them would rather lie than they had to tell the truth. And they expect you to believe it, my friend. But here folks are made to believe a strong delusion that they might believe a lie and that they might all be damned who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness, their apostasy or their hatred for the truth. That's right. The religious world who has turned away from the truth because they do not love the truth, will not have the truth, is sealed by God in their state of spiritual blindness. He calls this a strong delusion. And in that state, they will believe a lie, the lie, they will accept the lie, which is the Antichrist. The religious world is fast now being shaped up at this present moment to that end. It's so clear. It's so near that I can't even describe it to you. Spiritual darkness is everywhere enveloping the whole religious world. Oh, they're religious, but they're religious without Christ. That's what the old trailblazer is all about, folks. Bringing to your attention that you may be one of those who are blinded, who, who has believed the lie and, and accepted this strong delusion, my friend. Let's look at that word delusion. In 2 Thessalonians 2.11, for this cause or because of the fact that they did not love the truth or would not have the truth, because of this, God shall send them a strong delusion. The word delusion means the act of deceiving or the state of being deceived or a false belief held persistently. For decades, the religious world has preached simple faith, simple faith in Jesus for salvation. Now that's what we hear day in and day out everywhere you turn, everywhere you go in our Protestant religion, you hear this simple faith. Trust Jesus. Trust Jesus. Give your heart to Jesus. Take these little Sunday school teachers, little toddlers, seven, eight, nine years old, and get them to give their heart to Jesus, my friend. Oh, what a lie out of hell. What a lie out of hell, my friend. Ignoring the work of the Holy Spirit and old-time Bible repentance. Have you ever read your Bible, my friend? Have you ever read where it says, except ye repent, ye shall likewise perish. Except ye repent, ye shall likewise perish. What happened to those verses of Scripture? What happened to the ministry of John the Baptist? What happened to him? He went about preaching and proclaiming, repent or perish. Repent or perish. The Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. Nobody's lost anymore. Nobody's lost anymore. No, you can take the worst drunkard on the, in your block or in your town, and he's a, he's a member of some church. And if he dies today, they have a memorial service for him. The preacher or the priest or the, someone just uh, uh, eulogizes him and being a great man and all that. And they never say he went to hell. That's right, my friend. That's right. Nobody. Nobody. We had a woman told a pastor here one time. She said, Pastor, I've been to a hundred funerals, and I've never heard heard one individual even said that they're possibly going to hell. What's, ha what's happened? He said, I don't know, lady, but if you die, 
I'm going to tell them where you went if you never repent because you're on your way to hell. And he did. He would do those things. And I stand at the casket of many individual folk. And I never, I never say this individual went to heaven because I don't know. I just say, folks, are you saved? Do you know the Lord? One day you're going to stand here or lay here in a, in, a, in a box like this one, similar to this one. One day you're going to be put in a hole in the ground, similar to this one. One day you're going to be shoved into a mausoleum, similar to this one. Are you ready to go there? Eternity is long, my friend, long, long, long. There's no end. And hell from beneath is moved to meet you at your coming. Did you know hell was enlarging itself, my friend? It is. It has to be for all of the millions and millions of people that's dying and going out into eternity lost. You say, well, most of those folks are saved. My friend, if they were, we would know it. We would know it. We used to have those great, so-called great old evangelists come through here, and they would leave, and they'd say 37,000 people joined, uh, made a decision, and they did. They did. But listen, folks, listen. If 37 people had been saved, everybody in New Orleans would have known it because they'd have been talking about the Lord everywhere they went. But listen, that's all this, that's all this soft soap, soft modern-day religion, my friend. Simple faith. Ignoring the work of the Holy Spirit. All of this has filled our churches full of unregenerate members. Now they're leading. Now they're leading. That's right. They're leading the services. They're making their ways known. And all of this has led to the opening of the doors to the church, to all kinds of worldliness and false doctrines. And uh, Satan has his way over the masses of people. Listen now, my friend. And they've uh, gone after one thing and another. Our average Protestant church no longer preaches the gospel. You say that's a bold statement. I stand behind it. You go in the average church next Sunday and listen to the message. You listen to the message. My folks go off on vacation. They come back, say, Pastor, I went to church with my auntie or my cousin or my uncle or my brother out there somewhere. And I, he's, they say, I wish you had been there. I wish you would have heard what this man said. Oh, that's right. That's right. But I see and I hear over the radio and I, I read the periodicals and I read the testimony of men and women. My friend, there's very few that are saved. The Bible said, are there few that be saved? They asked the Lord, are there few? that be saved? Are you one of those few, my friend? Do you have anything to say about the saving grace of God? Or are you ready to go be with the Antichrist? Are you going to hang around here and wait for the Antichrist? Not me. I want to go be with the Lord. I don't want to stay here and serve the Antichrist, but I won't have to because my name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. The Lord has saved me, washed me, cleansed me, and he's given me a, a voice to speak out against uh, worldliness and against, against all of this shallow religion and against all this uh, decisionism for Jesus, my friend. Now, my friend, I know that you can get mad. You can take issue with me and you can say, well, I'm saved, preacher. I'm just as saved as the next fella. And you probably are. But listen, do you know the Lord? Are you praising the Lord? Do you have a praise in your heart for the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you have a praise for the shed blood that was shed there on Calvary's cross one day? Or do you just have a church? 
I hear folks say, what church do you belong to? This one talking to another. I don't ask folks what church they belong to. I ask them, do they know the Lord? Are you one of God's children? Have you been washed in the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ? You say, oh, trailblazer, well, you kind of up on your high horse this morning. That's right, because why? I see folks going to hell. I see folks who will be here when the Antichrist comes on the scene. And I, my friend, I'm warning you. I'm warning you. I'm throwing everything I have into your path. I'm like the man that saw the train coming and knew the trussle was washed out. And he heard it coming and he started to run and run and run towards the train because he knew that if it plunged off into that ravine, people would be killed. And he ran and ran and ran and he could hear the whining of the train on the tracks. And he had his old coal oil lantern in his hand. And he ran and ran and ran and ran. And finally he got couldn't, couldn't wave in his lantern and they couldn't see him. And he stood on the side of the track and took a good position and flung that lantern into that window of that railroad car where that engineer was there to throttle. And that lantern uh, woke that man up to something was wrong ahead and he began to put on the brakes and, and pray and squeal the brakes and that long locomotive train with many passengers in the sleeping cars came to a screeching halt just a few feet from where it was going over the crevice my friend that's what the old trailblazer do, does I'm standing here this morning sitting here behind this microphone pleading pleading to stop to stop to wake up wake up my folks Wake up, my family. Wake up, my congregation. Wake up, my radio listeners. Wake up, you're going to hell. You're about to plunge off into eternity with no hope. Would you wake up this morning? Would you wake up and look around and, and just shake yourself and bestir yourself and turn to the Lord? Would you do that this morning? Don't get mad with me. Don't get mad with the old trailblazer. I'm throwing everything I have into your path. It doesn't matter for me if you get mad with me. No, just so you get to know the Lord. If you ever come to know the Lord, I'll hear from you. I'll hear from you. You'll pick up your phone, pick up your pen, write me a letter saying, Thank you, trailblazer, for being true to my soul. I know the Lord now. One day I didn't. This is the old trailblazer, Pastor Albert Pendarvis. My heart's broken for you this morning. I wish you'd sit down and write me. Remember, my mailing address is ready. Missions. Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana 70785. This is Pastor Albert Pendarvis saying goodbye and God bless you until next time. Pastor Pendarvis reminds you Radio Missions is offering a flash drive containing sermons delivered by L.R. Shelton Sr., the founding pastor of the ministry. Each flash drive contains 844 sermons and over 500 hours of preaching. For more information on this historic offer, call the church office at 225-664-8658. That's 225-664-8658.